Hello and welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. Excited to continue our journey in the Psalms together. Um, if you've been with us, you'll know that we've been 40 days, we're doing 40 days in the Psalms, and especially looking for Jesus in the Psalms. So it's been an exciting journey. Uh, the Psalms have always been a big part of my prayer life. I hope um, they are a part of yours. What do I mean by that? What's that mean? I mean the words and the themes of the Psalms, all 150 of them, have been a good motivation to me to pray. They've been a guide. They've been a foundation for me to stand on so that I know I'm praying according to God's will. Now, they're not a jail. They're not a form that you have to follow. They're not a ritual. Uh, we don't believe in that. I can express my heart to God, and even when I don't know what I'm talking about, he's cool with it. I mean, he hears me. He's my father, you know. He's not going to do anything dumb just because I asked him to, thank God. But I love um, the Psalms are a place I can go, and I can take these words that were inspired by God's Spirit, and I can pray them back to him, and they build me up and teach me who God is and help me to get in praying about some things that I just, on my own, I'm not spiritual enough, I'm not godly enough to think about or get into without the help of God's Word. And so this 40 days uh, with Jesus in the Psalms, that's what it's been about, is to keep forming that habit and strengthening it for those of us who are already in the habit of doing it, okay? So today, um, sticking with our format, we're going to be in Psalm 24. We're reading from the ESV, and I'll read the whole Psalm first, and then we'll just comment on a bit of it, not the whole thing, but just a piece, and then we'll look at um, some ways we might be able to uh, use this psalm to help us pray, okay? All right, so Psalm 24 from the ESV reads like this, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. All right, I think we can already see um, where Jesus is in this psalm, which I love, you know, because I need it to be clear for me so that in other psalms where it's a little more hard, I'm kind of getting the knack of it. So Jesus said that all scripture points to him. And we know that 7 through 10 is welcoming the coming of that Messiah. You guys notice that? Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Um, we as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, know that Jesus was that King of glory and that those ancient gates were lifted up. He was born to a virgin in Bethlehem, grew to be a mighty uh, witness, man of God, prophet of God, and more than that, the Messiah, the Son of God, uh, the King of kings. 
and he showed who he was by being crucified on our behalf and then uh, being raised from the dead three days later. And so we know he was that king of glory, and those gates did open for him. The part that I wanted to focus on today, um, just as a way to get us, um, to help us in our prayer life, was uh, verses 3 through 6. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, okay? Um, It doesn't take a lot of reflection on my life, I'll speak for me to know that off the bat, I don't qualify for this. And that really affects my prayer life. I can't ascend that hill of the Lord. You know what I'm, these are pictures. Like I know God doesn't like literally live on a hill, but it's a picture that I understand. Like he is holy and righteous and I in my own self am not. And I, and I know, I kind of just get it in my heart that that means I won't be able to get to him, except we know that Jesus was our sinless mediator, the mediator between God and man, that we know he was sinless, he did have a pure heart, his hands were clean, and he never lifted up his soul to what is false and never swore deceitfully. And so he ascended that hill, even through death, and ascended to heaven while his disciples were watching. Awesome already, but the thing is, he says, and if you put your faith in me, I'm taking you with me. You can come to God now because of Jesus Christ. And this is important as it comes to salvation, but to keeping the focus on our prayer life, this is great news. This is great news. Every time we go to prayer, we go directly to the Lord. We don't need mediators. We have God himself was our mediator. He provided his son. He, his blood cleanses us from all sin, First John says, so that he can purify our soul. Yeah, we've lifted our souls up to what was false, But God, through Jesus Christ, has given us the ability to repent, to say, I am done doing that. I'm going to lift up my soul to Jesus, and that is good. That will help us. And his blood purifies those hands. He cleans those impure hands and forgives and does away with that deceitful swearing. And that's why verse 5 says he'll receive blessing from the Lord, righteousness. We're receiving righteousness from the God of our salvation because of Jesus Christ. So we can pray these prayers, these verses 3 through 6, with confidence. Actually, we need to because, verse 6, such is the generation of those who seek him. Prayer is all about seeking God, going after him, talking to him, airing our hurts the things we don't understand. We're seeking God by giving those things to him, and we can know he hears us because of Jesus Christ, not because of our reputation and our ability to do good, but because Christ has cleansed our hands and forgiven our deceitful swearing. And so we can seek the face of God in prayer. The Lord's Prayer comes to mind here. Many of you are familiar with it. If if you're not, you need to get familiar with it. We need the Lord's Prayer. It's a it's, you need it. <laughs> we need to get it in our heads. But 
it says, as many of you know, our Father who is in heaven. So we already know we've come to him. We're with him now. We're on that holy hill with him. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Do you see the great the great salvation, the great set free? The, you know, we can be forgiven because of him and that's how we can pray as we forgive those who have sinned against us and lead us not into temptation. Get us off that road. I don't want to walk that road anymore. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We can begin to walk the other way. So there, I'm sure there's many ways that Psalm 24 could have us pray today. But some of them I would suggest is this. First, do you know anyone who you know is lost? They're caught up in their own way of doing things, maybe they um, used to follow God and they've just completely fallen off or they don't know anything about God and you just your heart hurts because you care about them, you work with them, they're your neighbor, they're in your family. And you just think, this person could never have anything to do with God. I just don't know how that's going to get fixed. You need to pray Psalm three through uh, 24, 3 through 6 for them. Do you understand? Who shall send the hill to the Lord? Not this person. Who shall stand in his holy place? I don't think this person... But what do we know? We know that Jesus could, right? We know that Jesus could make a way for them. And so you begin to admit the truth that three and four says they're not coming, but five and six says Jesus can do this for them. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation, such as the generation of those who seek him. So if you know people who don't seek God because they don't know him, would you pray this for them? And then... I think for ourselves and our families, we might pray this or say, God, get me back on track seeking your face. Give me these prayers that cause me to look for you. Help me to share my whole life with you since you've given me the pure heart, clean hands so that I can be with you. Then help me to pray to you and seek your face with my prayers, okay? We're doing that because we're looking forward to that verse 5. He will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness, right standing from the God of his salvation. And we want to be a part of that generation of those who seek him. And so we're praying, God, make me. You see all the things I've been seeking instead of you. God, would you forgive me and help me to put them down and come after you? All right? All right, guys. um, Love being with you on this journey through the Psalms. Hope you've benefited from it. And we'll see you for Psalm 25.